0: Tune in and cry it out with me, DJ Susie.
1: I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rams, hogs, dogs, chicken, turkeys, rabbits. You name it!
2: God damn it! <laughs> More
1: lamb fries. Eat them while they're hot. Andy, that's your third order.
3: Call me Mr. Lamb Fries. (laughs) Now, there's a man who knows when he's got something good in his mouth.
1: (laughs) You polish off that plate and you break the record. Twenty-eight.
2: That one makes twenty-six.
3: Stand back, everybody. The record falls tonight. Look at him go.
1: I believe he's right. I believe that record will fall tonight.
2: Twenty-seven.
1: It stood at twenty-eight for nearly two years now. That long? Go for
2: it, Andrew.
1: 28. That's
2: a tie. Here's a oh. little story that must be told about two young brothers who got so much soul. they taking total control of the body and brain flying high in the sky on a lyrical plane. It's just two bad brothers who will never quit. Most reek from the two off there. They rock beginning to end on a spiritual blend. and everybody who forgot them, baby, tell them. 29,
1: the new record. <laughs> <laughs> Up, and he's still going. They thought that record was gonna last forever most folks just don't seem to have a taste for testicles no more testicles
2: yes ma'am sheep balls that's right tell them why yours are so tasty well the trick is you've got to clip them off way up high it's with a me on the beat the roots crew baby yeah, we got to make it unique we got the soul shocking ass body rockin ass non stopping ass Fortified, the survive the apocalypse Rise, we say the perfect blend because we know how to rock when the beat comes in. like sin 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 Here we, here we, here we go. What's that like smell? it, oh, that
3: would be it, I've been it, in raw sewage. it, love it, I love it,
1: it, <laughs>
0: yes you know what i'm if, saying if, if if come on
1: it ain't a brain moving contest Fire. it's a ass shaking contest Fire. and you want to be the new winner yes you know what i'm And stop a to to the shindig. So Yes, you know what I'm saying Come on Come on
4: Your internet radio dial Is in the perfect position And race to the bottom Is on the air Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea, a New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the teahouse or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. From the Winslow Tea Broadcast Booth in chilly but clear Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. And this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Thanksgiving prep episode, baby. What if I just did that for the rest of the show? <laughs> Oh, it's good to be here. I've got my guests uh, in in tow. Is that the right word of in tow? Um, and I can't wait to, to just start chopping it up with them, deboning with them. <laughs> uh, but before we do, how about that mashup? I'm, I'm actually, we were going to do the prepisode, but I'm going to actually do the Colbert questionnaire with them, right? What if I did that? We're just talking about how we love uh, late night. Steve Colbert really uh, lost some juice. It went from the correspondence dinner, like slamming George W. Bush to his face, to uh, the Colbert questionnaire. Can't get enough of a Colbert. Colberry no we're not gonna do that we're gonna go over the u2 octung baby uh 30 30th anniversary reissue uh, song by song can't wait because if if there's anything that uh as in as a lifelong u2 fan there's nothing better than than uh the the remixes where it's like on these like b-sides of once they got like kind of into the elect electronic thing let's get the flood basement remix of mysterious ways can't wait to hear the spooky uh upside down remix of uh who's gonna ride your wild horses right (laughs) just good stuff no we're not gonna do that we're why am i misdirecting you know it didn't misdirect you know it came straight at you was those mashups, two in a row. We had one from uh, two years ago, believe it or not. I got the greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. The I've said it before, I'll say it again. There's not a Thanksgiving song. And if somebody wrote, um, like, the Thanksgiving song, that would be the cash cow. And the closest we have is, I got the greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes. So we had to start with that, and then we heard from The Roots and Most Deaf, and from Funny Farm, um, which was one of those movies that was just always on HBO when I was growing up, uh, and um, I always liked it because Chevy Chase's character, you know, they move up from the city up to upstate New York, not or, you know, not upstate, but like Westchester or something, into some small town, and they're, you know, fish-out-of-water kind of scenario. And I always liked it because he had a Mets hat on for most of the movie. You know? You know what that's like? I love it. And who said I love it? It was Lieutenant Frank Drebin. And I always quote that I love it line to my wife. I've been swimming in raw sewage. He has to have a safe word, and he's going... (laughs) He's got a wire on, and he's going where the bad guys are. And his safe word is, I love it. So he's uh, that's that's the joke of the thing. What in the heck? Oh, no, this is happening again? I got to stop doing this on Fridays. How do I go to my queue? Here we go. Clear queue. Oh, my goodness. See, here's what happens, guys. This is a peek behind the curtain. How do you clear this damn thing? Um who cares well anyway my my kids my i'm a teacher and my i i have an advisory class, and i say uh they always wanna listen to music on their headphones, and i say uh well how about I'll play d j so we can keep talking to each other and we won't uh go into our own worlds and so they they give me their songs they wanna hear uh and i i do that on friday and then it's and then my cue's all backed up. But I won't back up your cue anymore. I don't know what that means. We heard from Nina Simone, either way I lose. We heard, uh, can't stop addicted to the shindig. Just that one line from Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I I threw that in because I can't stop um, doing this show for you guys. (laughs) We heard from um, Louis Farrakhan, which... um, uh, it's it's an it's not a brain shaking contest. It's an ass shaking contest. Uh, Tom Diminish sent me that. I thought it was hilarious and needed to go in the mashup. And uh, yeah, we heard some other things, but who cares what they were, right? Um, this opening monologue in its truncated form was brought to you by Winslow Tea, and I'm drinking it now out of my thermos. Here we go. Hmm. Ah, lukewarm. That's that's how you get the most flavor. I learned I learned that uh, you, you taste things at a lukewarm. Uh, when something's lukewarm, you know you everybody wants their food hot. You know they send it back, but you can taste it best when it's lukewarm, and that's the same for Winslow tea. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with a uh, hashtag. How you know and steep it in the conversation. Why don't you? Okay okay all right so let me bring in my guests here and what are we gonna do today we're gonna hopefully you all are our uh, dear listener at home you're either listening right now on on Saturday morning and and thank you for doing that I know I know we're all tired from a long week um, and I just I love it. And if you want to be part of the program, you can give us a phone call, 718-673-8201. Get your pens ready or your dialing fingers ready, 718-673-8201. Or maybe you are listening to this uh, um, on Wednesday while you're prepping, because this is the Thanksgiving prep episode. And I have uh, two of the uh, best dudes that i know and best chefs that i know um here second year in a row to do this give you some inspiration um for uh, for this thanksgiving where i think a lot of us will be back with our friends and loved ones in a way we weren't able to do last year and it's so exciting and uh Let's let's see if these microphones work. Uh, Chris Mata, get up on that mic and say hello. Let's see if I you're there. Live from New York City. It's Saturday morning. Wow, there we go. Thank you, Chris. What's up? How's it going? Things are okay. Always good to have Chris, a, a, a breakout star of of, uh, of the Race to the Bottom universe, the RTTBU. Right.
0: Oh yes.
4: Um, we we so we caused my
0: Star Wars character. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we we caused some controversy uh, on our most on Chris's most recent appearance when we uh, tried to catalog the top ten fruits. A lot of people were uh, angry. I think that same motorbike drove by last week. I thought it was the warrior. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got the window open here in the race to the bo- uh, race to the bottom. The the Winslow T broadcast booth. What am I talking about? Um, so it, we could maybe revisit the our our fruit list, but why? Why would we do that? We we got it right the first time. All these haters. Um. How's it going? I already asked you how's it going. How's it going now after uh, I just asked you?
0: I feel much better now that you got all that out.
4: (laughs) All right, let's see. Let's see if this other (laughs) mic is working here. Kyle McCarthy, are you there? Hello. Oh, my goodness. How's it going? It's going well. Get, get Get up on that thing. I
3: thought I'd beat you to the punch and ask you how you're doing. Do people do that a lot?
4: Uh no, not enough. Thank right, you good. for actually doing that. <laughs> Chris didn't think to do that. <laughs> I wish I had a catchphrase though to come in. Oh, like I asked Jimmy. I, I oh. freaked out. <laughs> I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, to you know, I'm I'm tired. It's been a it was a long damn week. I hear that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm so glad to have both of you here in studio, in person. We are excited to be here. Cough button. I did this uh we did this on Zoom last year. We did. And when we we can we can be back thanks to thanks to uh the the uh the globalists who uh <laughs> who forced us to to uh inject ourselves with a vaccine that has not been thoroughly tested. It's, it's <laughs> what a shame. if I just went <laughs> Um yeah, but it's it's great to to be back and and like I said a lot has changed in this past year. A lot has changed in this past two years. I'm I'm interested in hearing where we are. And you know, I met you guys um, in my brief foray into fine fine dining, fine cooking. Did I just hear the phone ring, or am I tripping? Race to the bottom. No, I'm tripping. Tripping. Um. Yeah. So you. We we work together in the restaurant biz, and now we're all out of the restaurant biz, right? And in a in a, a way, am I? You might be. Well, you you're not in the <laughs> restaurant biz. That's true. But yeah. we're still cooking, and in- yeah, you're yeah. still. Oh yeah, and um, I guess so. Yeah, Chris not- is is doing the the private chef thing, and and Kyle is doing Twin Oaks. Yep. Um, the which catering gig, which I have indulged in multiple times now. Thank very, you very much as very, well. Very, very nice. And I, uh, everybody should do that. And everybody should, should, uh, hit up Chris if they want, uh, want
0: to, if they want to be part of the culinary avant garde.
4: <laughs> wow. Wow. I need to get up on that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you really need to learn how to sell it. business cards? I sure do. <laughs> oh, I got
3: to get those too.
4: Yeah. Uh, Chris, how, if somebody wanted to be part of the culinary avant-garde, Chris, how would they? How would they contact you?
0: Well, there is a there is a website which is chefchristophermata.com dot com slash netfly slash dot com slash one one zero backslash slash one. <laughs> we're working on that (laughs) um it's not really that Um, but there's also a professional instagram and Mm -hmm. i am at chef christopher with a -A, p-h-a much like uh adriana from the sopranos would uh pronounce that and there is a link to my website via that which would probably be the easiest rather than all those backslashes
4: adrian and christopher had a great relationship they did yeah. Super
3: supportive, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good to each other, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
4: Um, and and Twin Oaks, we, we'll just get the plugs out of the way, yeah, now. Let's just sure. Plug it up, uh, yeah, we're at Twin Oaks BK on Instagram,
3: just message us. Uh, we also have an email which is twin at gmail.com. Um, every week we do a supper club menu that changes, uh, we do delivery. Um, and we also do private dining catering events if you want to have like a little party a little picnic anything uh just just send us a message on instagram or an email picnic yeah i
0: don't hear chris doing picnics with (laughs) (laughs) avant-garde yeah picnics are beneath us (laughs) just kidding we will do picnics (laughs) um
4: yeah so before before the show ends We've got forty minutes up in this piece still. I, I do want to circle back to how the past couple of years have have kind of changed our relationship to, to cooking because um, I think that that is um, you know I think that's some deep stuff we can talk about. Beautiful journey. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But before we we get into all that, let's do what we were, were uh, sent here to do today: talk turkey.
3: Let's talk turkey.
4: I'm ready. I'm always ready to talk Let's turkey. Let's talk turkey. So, you know the the idea of the episode is for us to kind of uh, give some tips and tricks for for our uh, home home cooks this year.
0: The do's, the don'ts. Mm-hmm.
4: And it's also to, we can also talk about what we're excited about uh, making our, ourselves. And um, I'm going classic. Uh, our my family's going classic this year.
0: Uh, you searching for a spatchcock turkey again?
4: I'm I'm not. No spatchcock. Just uh. Just straight up backbone straight, in backbone in. No spine on. Yeah, I want it. I want it. Uh, you
3: want the whole thing. I want it dry. <laughs> yeah, I want. <laughs> Guys, it's a family show. You <laughs> want to <laughs> I want a four hour turkey. <laughs>
4: Yes, yeah, sp-
0: spatch. <laughs> <laughs> Set it and forget it. Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah. I want the the wings uh, incinerated. Yeah, yeah. And the the breasts uh, still still uh, bloody, jerky. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. For our uninitiated, can one of you guys explain spatchcocking? I think a lot of us know it. It became the 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 big. You know, hullabaloo, uh, you know, over the past. It's catching fire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it, the turkey. It, it,
3: <laughs> if you don't, garg, <laughs> Uh You take the spine out of the bird and it, it cuts the cooking time by half. Um, and it also evens everything out. So it cooks a little bit more evenly. It's my preferred method. You can have your butcher do it, although I, I don't want to <laughs> set fire to the butcher shops. It, it is you can do it at home. It is a little, it takes a little bit of work because they are, you know, mm-hmm. dinosaurs. But um, your your butcher should be happy to do it. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a very easy um, kind of time less time consuming way mm-hmm. to cook your your turkey.
4: How much would the butcher charge for a, a spatchcock? most shops I believe
3: charge a small fee of maybe 10 to fifteen dollars some of them just just do it for free because mm, uh, they like they just they enjoy. love <laughs> it they just love it <laughs> it's very easy <laughs> and, yeah uh, yeah just just ask your your local shop um, or wherever you're getting your turkey I don't think most grocery stores will do that for you but mm-hmm. your local custom butcher shop there's yeah. a lot of great ones in New York mm-hmm. and in Brooklyn and you can just mm-hmm. give them a call when you order your turkey and even you know, update it and say, "I want that. I want that baby spatchcocked." Okay, or butterfly it is another another term. Oh for yeah, it. but yeah. I like spatchcock better.
0: Yeah,
4: Chris. What While we're on the thoughts? topic yeah. of
0: deboning turkeys, I recently had my first go at deboning a, a whole bird, which I would not recommend to our novice listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Or who knows? I mean, if you feel like your your knife skills are there and you know, you're with it, you know, go for it. The, one of the, the key selling points of doing this, like Kyle was saying with, when you, when you remove part of, of the bones there, it massively decreases your, your cook time. So when yeah. you remove all the bones, uh, selling point is that then you can roast your bones and make a really wonderful fortified stock, which will then help you make your stuffing. And also will help make your Thanksgiving Thanksgiving Day gravy mm-hmm. um, so what do you that, mean by
4: fortified
0: fortified so if you make a stock any any type of stock you know yeah. you'd roast your bones and then you'd you know you'd throw some mirepoix and some aromatics in there and you'd let it roll for an hour and then you'd strain it mm-hmm. and then you'd have stock so if you want to fortify a stock you'd you do that process several times. Oh, okay. And reduce and then yeah. add and reduce and add. This way you have, you know, a little bit of gusto in your stock. Your are um, and flavors, bro. Did I uh, oh, did, yeah. did I did I get that right, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Build yeah. in flavors, bro. Build in B- flavors. Bold yeah. Yeah. flavors. Bold yeah. flavors. That's that's how we cook. Um, bold flavors
0: so we I took this bird and got rid of all its bones and then I, I made a one of my favorite things that I do this time of the year. Is I make a, a focaccia, uh, sausage, fennel, apple, and pear stuffing. Oh yeah, I remember mm. this from and last year. I I hope I'm not just you know sounding like a, a record on repeat. No, I mean I. It's uh, it's really to me it's the most special thing, and I think that. Or I know that every time I've made it, it seems to be. and,
3: and You only get it once a year, too, right? So it's yeah. something to look forward to. Exactly.
4: Say say the uh, the it again, but focaccia. It's a focaccia
0: sausage, sausage apple, apple, fennel, fennel, pear stuffing. That's beautiful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. got all of those dynamic flavors where the the fruit really brings a, a sweetness there, but then you have like the super savory of the, of the. The sausage, and you can do ground turkey, ground mm-hmm. chicken, ground pork, whatever whatever floats your boat, you know, and and your, your preference. Your gravy the, boat. Your gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Oh.
4: I'm, so, so, like I said, we're going to do the, the classic this year. Right. I, I don't know. We might even do, like, like stovetop stuffing, like, mm. uh, just, we're going as classic, like, as, right. as but I am going to make a uh, the race to the bottom pledge to you, Chris. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> feel honored. That next year I'm going to remember to do that. Your your focaccia, sausage, apple, fennel, pear stuffing. Yes. This, this is unprecedented yeah <laughs> and the
0: key is not only to name as many different ingredients as humanly possible to awe and wow whoever you're telling about it um, it's also important to make your own focaccia bread for it that's mm-hmm. a key that's a key component and it's forgot actually, you about it yeah, forgot you about, forgot you about it I layer in there and I poke it with the back of my spoon I loved that <laughs> Um... after you do sorry to cut you off after you create your your stuffing and you've you've let it cool you then kind of just fill fill that 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 whole cavity in there oh yeah and you know you you know season first you know sometimes i like to use you know um different spices and Mm -hmm. fresh herbs that are finely you know finely minced and then um then it's time for you know Stuffing and trussing and rolling mm. and then you have this giant thing there and it's it's kind of intimidating sometimes. And yeah. I would recommend making sure that you have a, a roasting pan large enough to sear it off. I think that searing a roast, a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people just, you know, mm-hmm. season it it goes in. I don't think that that's the same. You lose. I think you You lose. lose. Yeah. I mean, even if you're doing a pork roast or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, a tenderloin, I always tell people, get a rub, do whatever you're going to do. Get the mojo on that piece of meat. Yeah. Then sear it and then, (laughs) and then pop it in the oven. It's
3: your old friend Mired.
0: Get that browning in there. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah.
3: (laughs) So wait, you you you're a bird stuffer. You like the stuffing in the bird, I, not on
0: the side. So I'm I'm doing this for for a new client, uh, I, for his Thanksgiving, for his his family and and friends. Mm-hmm. And I have stuffed smaller birds, you know, ducks and quail, quail, and yes, quail. And we we won't go there because mm-hmm. you need a piping bag for that, mm-hmm. um, and a whole lot of patience. <laughs>
4: um, but am I wrong that you would probably not stuff if it if it was a
0: deboned burr? Like if you just had a a like do you, a regular turkey, a regular turkey. So, do you like your stuffing now, in there? I would not do that application because what tends to happen is you get a very soggy, mushy mm-hmm. kind of a steamed uh, stovetop situation, yeah. regardless of the consistency or or you know what is inside of your stuffing there. So i would not take that route Mm -hmm. i would advise our listeners to make a stuffing stand stand standalone kind Mm -hmm. of style um but if you are going to i think this whole idea kind of came from i got really into to stuffing lamb roasts over the pandemic Mm -hmm. Uh, i also just i love lamb so but you know that's how it started and coming up with different fillings some and people
3: got into artisanal bread baking, you got into stuffing lamb, <laughs> stuffing lamb roasts. That's yeah, I, you know.
0: Well, you know, it was I one of the major things that that motivated me was watching your your masterful butchering, butchering oh, techniques <laughs> and I even tried to become a butcher briefly throughout that time. It didn't work out, but I think I'm grateful for that cuz mm-hmm. otherwise the the culinary avant-garde wouldn't have happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so
4: We got turkey. We got, we're kind of moving into stuffing. Anything to say about stuffing, Kyle? It's my favorite, honestly. I love stuffing.
3: Um, I go pretty classic as well. Just kind of your toasted Mm -hmm. bread, some mirepoix, a little bit of some stock. Mm -hmm. And you make kind of a savory custard with the stock and then Mm -hmm. you just mix it together, bake it. That's, I love that. I think maybe all three of us should make that bakasha sausage pear oh i'm missing fennel fennel stuffing next year yeah i think I that'd think, be fun are you
4: giving your your uh i'm twin giving oaks my pledge? twin oaks <laughs> pledge to this. <laughs> this
0: this sounds almost like a competition mm. no no <laughs> it's uh
3: supportive we're supporting yeah. each other we are i love the idea i think it sounds delicious uh i think there's no mm-hmm. way to say that without salivating yeah
0: <laughs> that's the goal and I think that stuffing is one of the, the cornerstones of a Thanksgiving meal. Agreed. And everyone's stuffing that I've ever had at the various places where I've celebrated Thanksgiving over the years, it's almost as if you never get two stuffings that are the same. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. Do you agree? Yeah. They're the yeah.
3: snowflake of the holiday meal. Right.
0: World.
4: I think um So. Kyle, you and I are going uh, classic. The one thing that I feel like um, m- is missing from the classic is some kind of uh, sweet element, um, and that's why I, I'm doing the pledge next year with because you got the the pears well,
0: and the apples and, and the apples. Yeah, I don't be afraid to throw some fruit into that Mm -hmm. you know or or some type of a sweet component yeah Yeah, i think everything's so heavy i think think people eat more uh,
4: stuffing if if there's your something to break it up a little bit for apples in there yeah i love that (laughs) definitely i
3: i'm also big on um something that i was messing around with last year are um making stuffing muffins so I like I, I fill up a muffin tin with them and then you get that extra kind of caramelization around the sides, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Um, stuffing and muffins. Stuff and can, muffins. Yeah, you
4: can't. It's not stuffing no, muffins. No, stuffing muffins.
3: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I no, like I, I really wow. like it. Last year, I think I did like an everything bagel stuffing muffin, uh, wow. which is not very classic, <clears throat> but very good. Um, I was very happy with it. Andy, who's like a, my wife, who's a huge you know, bagel snob Mm -hmm. gave me the thumbs up, which I feel like every time I'm on here, I trash Andy a little bit. Like last time (laughs) she was like, Hey, you kind of trashed me on there. And I was like, I I don't, I don't think I did that. (laughs)
4: Um, so after, after Turkey stuffing, we, you talked a little bit about fortified gravy.
0: Uh, Yeah, we could talk about gravy. I think that that's probably another one of those key components mm -hmm. to the meal. For sure. And, one of the great things when you have a, a fortified stock that you've made yourself is after you know, it's fully strained and reduced and whatnot, just start very simply and easy with making you know a, a light roux, a dark roux, whatever kind of roux floats your boat, really, mm-hmm. and then you just use you, know, you whisk in that that stock, and I almost almost never even use cream. You know, and it comes yeah. out so creamy because I see people taking their drippings. You know, you see all these videos and things, these horrendous things that people do on the <laughs> internet. And, um, you know, and you, you watch and you see, and then they, they take that and they might like hit it with the immersion blender, mm-hmm. strain it again. And then they start with, you know, a roux. And then I see cream coming into play and I'm like, Oh, they're just doing anything they can to wow. keep this thing together. Yeah, like. cuz they they know it's half broken already. Yeah. And yeah. So like, oh, let's throw some cream in there. I think mm-hmm. everything's so heavy already all the other items that we haven't even yeah. gotten into. Yeah. Why, you know, maybe a little a little fresh sage or some, you know, tricolor black pepper. Mm-hmm. I like to put a little cognac in mine at the end to wow. give it a little je ne sais quoi.
4: So, um I want to speak for people who are hearing you talk about fortified and mirepoix and all this. I want to take it back. I want to think about like my mom or something who's like I'm yeah. not doing all this. So let's take it as simple as possible for for a gravy. Sure. Um so if somebody has their drippings from their turkey, you want to pour it put it through a strainer.
0: Absolutely.
4: Then you want to put that back
0: on the on the stove. I would almost recommend not Using the the drippings um, at all for your because that's going to be very greasy. I like using that to make my roux because R- there, yeah. there is
3: a little stock in there right. and it is typically mostly fat. Right. So mm-hmm. I, that and that's what a roux is: is fat and flour, mm-hmm. um, which you use equal parts kinda, equal parts to thicken up your gravy to make that nice kind of thick. Okay.
4: Gravy. Yeah. So you you take your drippings, strain it, put flour in that.
0: Yep. Correct. And then over a low heat. With a non stick high heat spatula or a whisk, whatever you feel comfortable with, you move everything around until it's the consistency of wet sand. So think about when you're at the beach and your toes are sinking in. Um, Don't put your toes in it. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine Tom Cruise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. And then after, you know, you've, some people like to cook their roux um, for certain applications or if you want like a darker, more Mm -hmm. richer, nuttier, yeah, like a nuttier flavor, you cook that more towards like a brown Mm roux. If you want a lighter flavor and a lighter color, you won't cook it as as long. And then you take your fortified, strained stock, you know, nothing in there, no bones, no no onion pieces, Mm -hmm. no carrots, and then you slowly incorporate that Mm -hmm. into the fat and the flour. And you can see, like, you can, you, you know, you use your judgment, there's really no you know proper textbook way to do it because some people like their gravy a little on the thinner side Mm -hmm. so you'd add a little more stock some people like their gravy nice and thick you know and and kind of heavy and then you know you would you would just continue to cook it down and and move it around yeah
3: the longer you cook it with the root too, the the thicker it'll get so let it cook out for you know 10 to 15 minutes yeah you can also do a gluten-free version by making what's called a slurry. You can use a little cornstarch and water. Mm-hmm. You'll have a different consistency for sure. You could um, use tapioca flour. Tapioca too. flour is a good yeah. one too. Okay, I would
0: I would recommend steering away from a slurry because I just think cornstarch is the devil. You like cornstarch? I
3: love cornstarch. Interesting, but I do understand it's a, a complicated yeah. ingredient. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move. That's gravy. I got to wait. uh, Just real quick. Speaking of fortification, um, I'm a fan of Gravy Master. I know people might come at me for that, but I think it's a little nostalgic for me. But I've also been experimenting with using Marmite instead of Gravy Master, which can also you can make a vegetarian gravy out of Mm -hmm. because it has this kind of nice, meaty, almost beefy quality. It's a yeast extract um, uh, mm-hmm. but I've been using that for like kind of meat pies just to bump up a little, talk mm-hmm. about umami, just yeah. get that in there. And it also adds a really nice color, like a richer, darker color too. So Marmite. What about new, miso? Miso you could definitely do. I, I, I'll throw miso in anything. Uh, uh-huh. I think miso is a really nice way to kind of bump up that stock. You can add a little bit more color to it that mm-hmm. way as well.
0: All right. So. Well, we're. I'm sorry. We're yeah, circling sorry back again. But <laughs> another trick of the trade, um, which is a secret that we were all taught back in our uh, Applewood days, if you're looking, if you feel like you've been reducing this stock regardless of what it is and you're like, oh, it's so clear, you know, mm-hmm. it's so clear and you've added roasted bones and you've done it a few times and you're really not happy with it you can add a tablespoon or two of, of tomato paste Mm. into your stock and it will really give it a a vibrant color. And I, that, that just came to to mind when you were talking about the Maramite, which I've never worked with, but I know from, you know, I want a Maramite (laughs) sandwich.
4: (laughs) So if we're going down the, the, the list here, we started Turkey. That was awesome. (laughs) That was great. Um, Turkey, stuffing, gravy. What's next? Mashed potatoes? Yeah.
0: We well, potatoes in general. Because yeah. then like you know, this is what's gonna happen. Everyone's gonna Don't have put yourself in own. a box. One of the yes. Thanksgivings I had in college, oh, we were all thank broke. You. And so we got like a
3: turkey. We actually grabbed the wrong thing and got just a bone in turkey breast by accident. Mm-hmm. And then we each bought a bag of potatoes because we didn't have any money. And we mm-hmm. each you know, four culinary students each made a different potato dish. So we just had potatoes and turkey, but it was very fun. And uh, we, we learned some stuff that day,
0: too. When I think about all the different options that and avenues that you could go down making a really beautiful potato dish, it reminds me of a U2 song that's like, Darling, take a walk, take a walk with me to the land of the potatoes where you'll be set free. Is that real? Um, what? That must be later you too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a real, I mean, that's not, that's that's not a potato. I I ad-libbed, of course, but that's, yeah, that's, he does that. edge loves potatoes. He does. That's, I mean, how do you think he, those fingers fly, Yeah. you know? But yeah, so I think a scallop potato Mm -hmm. is a really cool option if you're looking for something different to do and you're also not on a diet, um, Mm -hmm. you know, but again, so many, so many different avenues. I think this year, I'm going to try to, for myself, I like the idea of smoked sweet potato mash. Ooh, wow. And a friend of mine who is part of the Clinton Community Garden in Hell's Kitchen, he is an avid home cook and he has a beautiful um, grill. Mm-hmm. Um, and often we, we smoke things on the grill like low and mm-hmm. slow, um, and it's a lot less sultry than I'm making. It just gave it me sound. a little ASMR there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure which it did. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was a trained doctor. Uh, <laughs> I
3: I really like uh, my new thing is hasslebacking everything. Oh, yeah, that was a big I thing I did that. over the pandemic. We like, talked about hasslebacking
4: lamb. last. Uh... Did we? Yeah. <laughs> we did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I talked about hassle backing, a butternut um, squash. A butternut squash. Yeah, and, and you I did guys, that. Yeah, and you guys thought I was crazy, and no, then you did it. it came out great. Yeah. You were, you did were you, right.
0: Did you use a piano wire? <laughs>
3: no, I, I used a knife, but um, it, was, it wasn't like safe like yeah. i yeah. like i felt a little nervous the whole time but right. it was really fun um and how did it come out really good you get yeah. that nice kind of little crispiness in each mm-hmm. layer That's can good.
4: can somebody describe for for the listener who doesn't know what hassle is so they can visualize it yeah what it is? so you,
3: you typically take like a tuber or yeah. a, you know a potato of any sort and you can you can actually do it with most things um, and you take your knife and cut almost all the way down through it and then just repeat it. So you get these slices, but it's still intact, almost like an accordion. If you put like yeah. chopsticks down Accordians on either are side. Yeah. Yeah. Or
4: like almost like a curly fry. Yeah. No, that's good. It's yeah. similar to that.
0: So you're going all the way down the potato or the vegetable. But not all the way through. Don't just, you dare. Yeah. Don't you dare. Cause yeah. then you've really, you've lost it. You've
3: just made a slice. Yeah. Instead of a hassleback.
4: Right, can you take a picture of of that when you uh, do it, and I'll I'll post it yeah. for the race to the bottom community. Definitely. Um, all right. So potatoes, I like what you're saying, Chris, and and then Kyle backs it up. You you don't have to go go by the book, but if you are doing mashed potatoes, um, what do you do? you just boil, boil them and then blend them with
0: some uh, fat? Well, I think blending is. Might not be the right word. Yeah, it becomes a little pasty. Yeah. I like using a the. KitchenAid, like yeah, paddle mixer. Yeah, I was mixer. just going to say that to our listeners. Yeah. Like, if, if you have a, paddle a mixer. KitchenAid or mm-hmm. a stand mixer of any kind that you do some baking in and your Betty Crocker moments at home, you know... um After you have your cooked potatoes, Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to stress that I think a lot of people overcook potatoes, yeah, 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 yeah. and there's really nothing, it's like overcooked pasta, just just tender, just tender, like fork tender is a real thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're at that point, some people like to peel, some people don't like to peel. I -hmm. would recommend not using a waxy style potato for your mash because that can really mess up your whole thing mm-hmm. and if you're you know if you're doing this for the first time you get like a nice collection of like you know waxy potatoes it's not going to come yeah. out and then a little bit of butter
4: gonna, if you're not going to peel I like a, a red potato if I you're not peeling I couldn't agree more yeah. I
0: think there's nothing better than a rustic red mashed potato mm-hmm. yeah well yeah and then some butter and you can melt it or if your potatoes are still hot enough you you can just throw it in there in small cubes and then I like to salt mine, and mm-hmm. I usually add a touch of cream. Mm-hmm. You can use cream here, and heavy cream. And then I I like to go high on on the fresh herbs, you know, yeah. chop herbs, and mm. you know, I,
3: I like a good amount of cream and butter, and then I'll put it on the stove with some herbs and steep the herbs in it. Oh, and right. like kinda, garlic bread stuff. Exactly, and then okay. kind of strain it into... And then when you use the Kitchen Aid, you don't need like a potato ricer mm-hmm. or something to right. kind of press them through. The less you work the potatoes, the, better, okay. the yeah. better. I also like to, after I boil them, stick them in the oven on a sheet tray for like 10 minutes at 350 just to dry them out a little bit, and they'll take oh, okay. in more of that cream, butter, and flavor as well.
4: What's next down on the list? So from- we've
0: done potato, stuffing, bird... Mm-hmm. gravy gravy and now we get to we're kind of hitting the the sides the wild cards the yeah. wild cards What's the, so yeah
4: so you know you got cranberry sauce you yeah. got uh what what would be the next side that's like uh if you we're going classic
0: i think if you're not doing a, a potato gratin or a mm-hmm. mashed potato uh i think something that's really nice is doing like a duck fat herb roasted potato alongside Brussels sprout mm. i think this is like a really traditional nice accompaniment to your thanksgiving meal but if we're completely getting away from potato uh, and you certainly you could just do standalone uh, Brussels brussel sprout some veggie as well. sides mm-hmm. yeah veggie sides are are important mm-hmm. so
3: yeah, you your green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. That I bring up everything yeah. hey,
0: that was yeah. going to be brought up. <laughs> and I and and to. you
4: you hate green bean casserole, Chris?
0: Uh, no, I don't hate green bean casserole. Actually, I had a um, I dated a guy whose mom introduced me into gr- green bean casserole, <laughs> and I I was I remember in the beginning I was like, wow, it doesn't look like much, um, but. <laughs> After And this was around the same time I was in culinary school as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you were seeing a lot of different types of food and (laughs) all versions of food. And I remember actually really liking it. My thing about green bean casserole is I think when it's done really well, it's fantastic. And when it's done by the Lipton suggested, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, allotments on the back of that frizzled onion thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not quite great. You know, so I think that if if you're gonna put some TLC into your green bean casserole, I don't like it soupy. Do you know what I mean, Kyle? Like when it yeah. gets real soupy, I, I think you lose it. Yeah, you know?
3: I think you need. I think the thing that I get hung up on is overcooked green beans. And yes, yeah. it just oh, grosses right. me out. And then yeah, the soup factor. Not yeah. a big fan. It should mm-hmm. be
0: thick and and decadent, and it has to have body. It, it, green beans should never be swimming. Maybe in, this is another anything. challenge I could
3: take on. Another.
0: Oh yeah, I see. I'd like that to the bottom challenge, challenge much more. To
3: make uh, an avant-garde <laughs> green bean casserole. <laughs> this would be my most challenging task to date. <laughs> when
4: right. when you said it's got to have body, for some reason I I got the line uh, from Salt and Pepper when she says. Uh, from What a Man, What a Mighty Good Man. She says, a body like Arnold with a Denzel face. Yeah, Ooh. that's how you went in your green that's... bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> and Which you know... also, like, a body
0: like Arnold with a Denzel face, that would look insane. Yeah. You know, yes, my mind is exploding <laughs> thinking about that right now. <laughs> Mixed with the green bean casserole. It's also like. making me think about your, your. What an image. Green bean casserole should not go up, <laughs> down, up, down. We need more casserole. Maybe it should. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> more energy.
4: Um. So. What would an avant garde green bean casserole oh, even. Oh, God. I
0: do know, Look something like. with micro, micro greens. <laughs> your, frizzled, micro your, 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 your frizzled onions would have to be like crispy shallots yeah. made on a mandolin, extremely mm-hmm. fresh. That sounds and they good. would be placed on top, I think, after. Mm-hmm. I would think, too, like I remember... In my
3: original cooking days, I was working at a French place and they would, whenever there were green beans on the menu, they'd wrap them in
0: bacon to make like these little bundles. Mm -hmm. So maybe like little bundles of green beans. You know, that's so funny. (laughs) You brought that up because I recently attended my first Jewish wedding Mm -hmm. and the plate for the the dinner um there was not a choice either which i thought was the first wedding i've ever been to where everyone was served mm-hmm. one thing and i'm sure that that was because of the you know the kosher yeah um yeah. the kosher thing and uh the it was a stuffed uh chicken breast that was stuffed with like mushroom uh which was you know it was what it was um <laughs> and, and, and um, there was a the plate was gorgeous is my point to make uh-huh. 300 of these yeah. plates look, you know, garnet amaranth and, and yeah. mashed potatoes mm-hmm. pipe. And then there was a l- literally a bundle of green beans little that bundle. were tied with this little green thing, which I not bacon did not. Was, it factor. was definitely not bacon because yeah. it was green and it was kosher. Um, but it, I thought to myself, you know, what could that be? Because I don't think it's edible. Oh, was it which not? I, I, I didn't eat it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I ate the green beans and yeah. I thought Maybe to myself, scallion? Like, for a me, blanched the, scallion? no, no, no I wasn't. don't, okay. I, I, can, I, you know, I even know a blanched scallion. Mm, yeah. And that was the whole thing is I was trying to identify what this green wrapping was. You couldn't even enjoy yourself at the wedding anymore. No, I, I, I did not. Was it
4: like a parsley or cilantro stem?
0: Not possible. It was thicker and flat. It almost had the consistency of like a um, uh, a nori, sure. mm. oh. but lighter and less crinkly, if you will, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and very thin. I will. <laughs> oh, I definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, and I it's just I've never seen green beans done that way yeah. in my life before Very and I, French. and here we are talking about wrapped green beans.
4: So, I I have a listener who's who uh who says not enough sweets. Yeah, I guess he was referring to the um I was saying not not enough sweets in the in the stuffing. Not enough sweets, race to the bottom. How about too many meats? Oh, uh, meat wow. is murder. Um, wow so
0: there's always one
4: so
3: if i brought up the vegetarian gravy yeah you did i remember so (laughs) so
4: so you don't like
0: your maramite
4: you know where you guys are talented chefs if if you had a if if you did a vegetarian i won't say vegan but if you did a, a vegetarian thanksgiving uh what and you what would you do in place of turkey
3: like uh, like a meat, some, probably like something kind of like a meaty vegetable, like eggplant or like a mushroom, mm-hmm. something. That I would focus that. on mushrooms. Yeah,
0: I would definitely have a mushroom risotto on the table. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, I think that that's such a nice, hearty, creamy. You know, you can do that with like four or five different types of really special mushrooms, a lot oh, of like herbs, that. a lot of cheeses. And I love to, to use a little dry sherry in mine as well. And that is a, that is a meat free option. Also the smoked mashed sweet potatoes were, I think that that's a really hearty Thanksgiving thing. No meat involved in that either. Um, And the smokiness
3: kind of gives that almost
0: right. And if you wanted to cheat, if you didn't have if, you know, if you're just a a home cook and you didn't have a a smoker or you didn't have a grill that you could smoke on or Marmite or or Marmite, (laughs) uh, you could you could also, you know, you could cheat. Not that I recommend doing this, but again, to make things simpler, you could use some liquid smoke. And uh, a little bit goes a just a touch a, a very long way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind. But if you are trying to, you know, put a little something on the table for your your friends and family and impress them, you know, you could always you could always do a little smoked something.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, it kind of brings us back to our restaurant day, as we would do the root vegetable gratins too. Yeah. Which I think is also another great really idea. Nice, yeah. Really like. And I know a lot of people kind of go Italian with some Thanksgivings, too. So you could do, you know, like a vegetable, a vegetable, a vegetable like lasagna. Yeah. There's mm-hmm.
0: nothing wrong with. Yeah, I would say to everyone listening, don't box yourself in with one type of protein. You know, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a turkey. It can be a duck. It can be a chicken. It can be a goose. You're just looking for a nice little centerpiece. Right. I would, mm-hmm. I would
3: avoid a crown roast. And I'll just <laughs> throw my hat in there real uh-huh. quick.
0: You I got just, scarred from the butchering days?
3: Yeah, and I also <laughs> just think it's a terrible way to cook uh, protein. Like, you're you're circling it so it, it doesn't cook evenly, and it
0: looks... Well... well oh. Wow. We I am a fan of the crown roast. I what think is it a looks, crown? I don't even know I, what so a crown roast I think is. Kyle will be able to describe it more in depth. Logistically. Yeah, so, you, so I'm gonna let him, but do but we that.
4: can't. You got to do a super quick. I'll do a super quick we to wrap up here. So,
3: so it's it's it basically a lamb or uh, it's typically lamb or pork. pork, um, with the bones in on the rib mm-hmm. roast, and then you French the ribs and then curl it in on itself so it looks like a crown, and then you tie it together, and then sometimes you can stuff it in the center. But I just think it's a an awful way to cook a protein. I don't know what that is.
0: I think there is nothing more regal. Well, for the. <laughs>
4: Regal comes from crown, uh, uh, crown so you're right there's yes. nothing more I can't dispute that yeah. and
0: you know you can choose what your stuffing is going to be I've done cranberries in there I've done you know a stuffing like we've we've spoke about today I will say it is definitely I agree with you it's not the easiest thing to cook evenly yeah Um, and it is but just, if you just cook a loin roast just right, do that you could do that mm. instead
4: so guys, I, we got to wrap it up here. Uh, another uh, another amazing prepisode. Um, thanks to the feedback from from listeners. Thanks to everybody who's tuning in. If you're listening to this on your computer, let me let you know you can download uh, the app for free. It works really well on your iPhone or your. Uh, or your Android. Uh if you like what you hear, you can go and sign up for our newsletter, let you know what's going on at the station. We've got like 80 shows, so many talented uh hosts here and and so many great shows. Check out the list and if if you really like what you hear, you can donate. Um just click the donate button. Um next week I have my college prof- uh, college anthropology professor and we're going to get deep. Uh, ben Feinberg is going to be up on the show um quick in 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 a sentence how, how do you feel about uh thanksgiving and 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 cooking these days thankful
3: <laughs> i think i can sum it up in that uh-huh. one word
4: yeah and and happy birthday to your son so who just, turned one one just turned it's one
3: today big yeah. one. it's his nap time right now which is why i'm here only one <laughs> nice
4: Chris, how do and you feel?
0: I feel thankful to have so many wonderful opportunities to cook for people who I'm just meeting, people who I know, and be working again. And I'll tie this into my sign-off. If you are looking to plan a, a special dinner, an avant-garde dinner for you and your loved ones in the comfort of your own home, you can reach me at dot com. Okay.
4: And Or you could just probably Google... Or you could Google Chris, Chef Christopher Mata, Chef Christopher and it's the first yeah.
0: thing that will come up. That might be easier. Yeah, you can send me an email with the, the ideas or the itineraries of, of what you're trying to accomplish with your dinner, and uh, I will be happy to facilitate that.
4: We're going to take it out with Dion Warwick. You're going to need me. You're going to need me... Uh, uh hassle back in your your potatoes. What catch you about it? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh thanks guys and thank you dear listener. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.